0: This is Angelo, and you can find me at That White Wagon eighteen on Instagram. And you are listening to episode one hundred and fifty nine of the Subi and You podcast.
1: Hello, Subi fam! Welcome back to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. I hope you all had a great weekend. Today we have Angelo, who goes by That White Wagon eighteen on instagram and here in just a bit we will get into that conversation with angelo to hear about his subaru journey his outback and some of the places that he likes to go and explore and some of the people he hangs out with and then also a little bit more about the driver behind the wheel but before that we'll get into some other things of course I see that Winterfest has started and saw some posts from people making it out there. Saw the Transformer Trek had made it out to a Winterfest near him. I guess it's near him. I just saw the, the pro post briefly on Instagram, but it looked like a really good time. And I'm sure that all the events will be coming up or all the Winterfest events that will be coming up around the country will be a great time for those of you that can make it out there I have not been myself. I would love to go, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it out. But if you can make it out, if you can make it out, I highly recommend it. From what I have heard from people, I've heard it's a really great event and that it's a lot of fun. And there's snow. So what else? What else do you need? The Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Eccentric Designs. For those of you who don't know, Eccentric Designs is a small, community-driven business that offers custom-fit vinyl overlays for most Subaru models. This includes various designs for the rear reflectors, taillights, and side taillights. I also offer fun decal designs like the popular fender stripes and stickers. To find designs for your Subie, head on over to eccentricdesigns.com. There's always more projects in the works, so be sure to follow at eccentric.designs on Instagram. Thank you so much, Eccentric Designs, for sponsoring the Subie & You podcast. Hop on over to her website and check out all of the decals that she has to offer. If you have not gotten any from her before, she has a lot of really good ones, and they're really good quality. So go check it out. I had not hopped on over to Apple Podcasts in a while, but there's another review. So this one comes from Subie Driver Ray. And the title is As Good as a Subi Rumble. The Subi New podcast is so incredible as it really reaches all of the corners of the Subi community. I'm thankful for it and love hearing everyone's stories. Listening to this podcast might be as good as hearing that Subi rumble. Thanks, Raphael, for your dedication to hosting and editing. Thank you so much, Suby Driver Ray, for the review. I really, really appreciate that. I like seeing when somebody has left a new review for the podcast on Apple Podcast. I know that with Spotify, you can leave comments on specific episodes, but you're not able to leave just like a general review of the overall podcast like on Apple Podcast. So for those of you Apple Podcast users, I appreciate your messages. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by SubaruGear.com. Did you know that they have a collection called Earth Conscious Gear? Head on over to SubaruGear.com and check it out. You too can help make a positive impact when you purchase from the Subaru Gear Earth Conscious Gear Collection. The products are selected from partners that share the same passion of the Subaru Love Promise. Made from recycled and all natural materials, each purchase allows protecting the planet possible. Under this collection, there is an array of different products from t shirts to hoodies to hats to refillable water bottles and more. So head on over to SubaruGear.com and when you're there, use the code SUBINU24 for 20% off your purchase. If your total after the discount is over $50, you also get free shipping. Thank you so much, SubaruGear.com, for extending this great offer to all of the listeners of the Subie and You podcast and this great community. I haven't had one of these or read one of these in a while, but I have a patron question of the week. And this one comes from Jim, who goes by Little Ruby Subie. He asks, What is a skill or trade you would like to learn? There is one that I need to work on more, but I really want to look into or kind of work my way into doing voiceover work. I did do a little ad a while back for a guy that I had on the podcast. His name is Jan Lim. He's the one that, he's the producer and the guy that put together the uh, Between the Lines documentary. So he and his wife were opening up a restaurant and he asked me to do a little ad read for it. And they didn't choose me; they chose somebody else. I think it was his wife's cousin, maybe, or something. Which is fine, because it gave, it gave me a great experience on putting together a little read for an actual ad that was out there. But now I can use that for a demo reel when I get around to putting one together. So, yeah, doing voiceover work is something that I am I'm learning, and I just I haven't put the time in yet to really pursue it. That is something that I want to pursue. I do have another answer, though. My grandpa was a carpenter, and he was a really good one. And I never really talked to him about it when I was growing up, and I wish I had. So learning to do really good carpentry work is something else that I think would be really, really cool. Thank you so much for your question, Jim. I hope I gave you some good answers there. This episode is brought to you by Melee Design Firm. Are you looking to relocate your battery in the trunk of your Subaru, then you've come to the right place. They worked closely with iWire to develop a true plug-and-play kit for damn near any Subaru. So there is no guesswork on what gauge wire to choose, how much, or how to route it. Pair that with their modular battery mount systems and you have plenty of options to consider, from AGM to lithium and every size in between. So go check out MeleeDesignFirm.com to choose the battery and battery amount system that is best for your needs. Thank you so much, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the Sue and podcast. And lastly, but of course, not least, this episode is brought to you by Ryko Wheels, where they are committed to providing you with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits that will allow you to travel further experience new adventures, and discover all of those extraordinary destinations. Raikkon wants to make sure that you are ready for anything wherever adventure takes you. Speaking of their wheels, they have the Drifter, the Detour, the Teton, like I have on Pearl, and the Seeker. So go check out Raikowheels.com and be sure to use the code SUBU10 at checkout to get 10% off a set of wheels or a lift kit. Thank you so much, Riker, for sponsoring the Subie & You podcast. And now it is time to get into this episode with Angelo and hear all about that White Wagon 18. So here we go. Hey, welcome, Angelo. It's great to have you on. And uh, Thank you. You're welcome. Before we get started with anything else, I have to ask the most important question, whether you like waffles or pancakes.
0: Hmm. Truthfully, waffles. I'm a waffle guy.
1: Yeah. Too many waffle people out there, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I like uh, Belgian waffles. I like I yeah. don't know why just, they just taste
1: better. Yeah. Belgian waffles are definitely good. So, again, I don't I don't dislike waffles, but yeah, it's just it's just been a funny question ever since. Sierra posed that one. So, but I, I know too, like another thing I wanted to say is like, you had reached out to me and I said, I was going to send you some business cards and some stickers and all, and you know, some other things. And all I had was your actual name. And I, but I, like, I didn't write down anywhere what your Instagram handle was. So I had this package ready to go for, I don't know, probably several months and then like you messaged me one time and I was like scrolling through to see if I could find your name. And I was like, that's who it is. And so I finally got him out to you. But yeah, that was like, uh, and then like now, so, cause I started like writing stuff down, like writing people's names and then their Instagram handle down, you know, and then their address, like if I've sent them business cards or something else. So yeah, but anyway, so that was, I just thought that was kind of funny. So I guess the other thing to get it, get this started is, is that White Wagon 18 the name of your Outback or just your Instagram account? Because I know like some people have an account name and then a separate name for their car.
0: Yeah. So that White Wagon 18 is actually just the name of my account. Just kind of simple, basic. I couldn't think of a name once I started popping off on IG. So, um, the actual name of my car is Explore, because that's all we do. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's good. I like that. It's a good name. So is this your first Subaru?
0: Yes, it is.
1: All right. I know it's not your first car, but I know it's your first Subaru. And so I know you had some a couple of other cars before this one, but why did you choose Subaru and why an Outback?
0: You know, honestly, the funny thing is I wasn't actually looking for a Subaru. I knew I wanted a bigger vehicle and I was looking at Toyotas and I just, I didn't like the quality of them. So after browsing for a couple hours each night, you know, I was looking through a dealership and this dealership had a beautiful Outback and it was kind of the idea I was looking for the black leather, the black dash with the wood trim. And I loved the red accent lighting that the Subaru Outback for my generation actually has. I test drove it. It was, so smooth it was quiet i didn't hear really any road noise at all and we went for the test ride i knew i wanted it later that night i made a negotiation with the guy finally got the a price that i liked and boom car was in my name ready to buy it and i had to pick it up two days later
1: nice now did you know anything about subaru when you bought it or did you have like friends that owned subarus or anything
0: yeah so um the first experience i had with the subaru was Probably when I was about nine years old, um, I used to do a sport called BMX racing, and we traveled a lot. Nice. And one yeah. of my friends had the Impreza, the I think it was a six-speed manual. I'm not too sure, but it was a really nice Impreza. I loved it, and um, we were driving in Pittsburgh, downtown Pittsburgh, and the way that the car was just handling on those rough roads, I was like, "Geez, this car like is smooth." And from that moment on, I just I loved Subarus. I don't know why, but every time I saw them and they came out with new models, it just, they came out with better and better and better looking vehicles as the year went on from that point. And yes, I knew about Subaru from that point on. I started getting into the rally aspect of it and the street racing and stuff. I saw a lot of people on Facebook and Instagram and all these other, you know, random places. But other than that, I mean, it's kind of the basics. I never knew about the off road portion of it though.
1: yeah i think that's what uh surprises a lot of people so i'm guessing when you bought yours you were so you you said you just wanted a bigger vehicle and then you saw that one and it looked good it drove well you really liked it you knew about subarus but i'm guessing you didn't didn't have plans to take it off road when you first bought it
0: not at all so (laughs) what happened was i had it for about six months and i was you know babying the car doing you know like sleek and stealth, you know, kind of modifications, you know, little details and stuff trying to keep as clean as possible, you know, OCD. (laughs) But, um, what really changed that perspective was when I was having a little bonfire on the backside of my in-laws property, because we have a pond and stuff. Um, I had, I loaded up a little trailer. It was dark. I was backing it up and wasn't paying attention to the sides. And I crunched a tree. Oh no. And from that moment on, I was like, this is where the modifications are going to begin after I got done crying for like three hours. Cause I was devastated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The car that you had been trying to keep so clean and, and nice and everything. Then you hit a tree. Did it do yeah, a lot of damage?
0: Was, yeah, actually surprisingly it did. It was, you know, probably make maybe two inches in diameter. The, the, what is it called? The, the stump of it basically. Yeah. And that thing just crunched the quarter panel, the front bumper. Like I still I haven't really fixed the bumper mounts. I didn't feel like bending it out. I kept the quarter panel, just bent it into place, and that's where I got the signature black front bumper look as well. Uh-huh. I was going to eventually paint match the car once I got all the replacement parts. I'm like, No, these shops won't too much and I'm not going to do insurance. I'm just gonna keep the black bumper. And little did I know that actually was the best thing I did because a lot of the- People
1: like that. Yeah. Now, what was your first like? Because you said you were doing little subtle things to it, but what was your first like off road mod?
0: So, the first off road mod at that point was the lights. I had the pod lights and the light bar I bought off of um, Amazon from a company called Nylite. Yeah. And, you know, I liked them because they were cheap, obviously. And two years later, I still have them on my car, but the light bar. This is my second light bar each year i feel like i go through a light bar and um so i'm looking into probably getting some diodynamic dynamic lights
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh i i i would like to get a light bar at some point but i don't really have a need for one because i don't go off road and you know the woods or anything that often so it wouldn't it would just be more for looks at some point if i were able to get one but you know maybe i can find one use somewhere or something sometime but it's not like any kind of priority but i just i think it would look cool So what other mods have you added to your Outback since you've had it?
0: So since owning it, I've gotten the next mod after that was the Primitive Racing skid plates. And I love Primitive Racing. Honestly, Till this day, I swear by Primitive Racing. But I've had Primitive Racing skid plates. I have the Ironman 4x4 lift kit. I have the awnings and traction boards through all top. I actually got that through Amazon as well. Shout out to Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to think, what else did I have? I got molly racks for the rear windows from Etsy, which I now have fire extinguishers in the middle and walkie-talkies and all that stuff and first aid kits mounted on. Other than that, well, and the Falcon Wild Peaks. Yeah. All train trail tires. Those are the only main things that I got.
1: Yeah. Those are important too. Good for going off-road.
0: They are. Better than all seasons and getting stuck in the snow.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So what would you say, or which mod would you say is your favorite and which mod has been the most useful?
0: Hmm. Truthfully, I have to say my favorite is the skid plates. And here's why. This is also why it's useful. I go off-roading a lot. Where I live, up in the New England region, there are a ton of trails that have huge rocks on them, um, especially in Vermont and central and southern Massachusetts, just huge boulders. And since adding the uh, the two-inch lift, it handles it like a dream, and I'm not scraping nearly as much, but when I go off-roading, sometimes, you know, I like to go and full send it, and those skid plates have saved me tons of times.
1: So, you have some nice scrapes and dents on them?
0: Oh, yeah. I got a <laughs> huge, huge V-shape on the bottom and the front skid plate.
1: <laughs> yeah, they definitely, I mean, they're a must-have when you're going off-road, because, I mean, I've known people that say that they don't have them and, you know, they probably should, but I think they're also being a little bit more careful, but so it's, it's not like it, it it causes you to be carefree or careless, but if you don't want to be so careful, then you can, you know, have that peace of mind that you're, you're going to be protected.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's nice to have.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You have any other mods coming up like on your, on a list or anything for the future?
0: Yes. So I definitely, on my bucket list, I'd like to get the Hidden Winch uh, um, system from Primitive Racing. And I definitely am looking into doing some more decals. I do have something big planned for the Outback, but um, right now it's kind of secret.
1: Oh, okay. That'll be nice. it be interesting to see that come up. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. So where do you like, because you said that you go off-roading a lot. Where are some of the places that you typically like to get out whenever you're getting off the pavement?
0: So typically, um, since I live in on the New York and Massachusetts state line, I have a lot of state parks around me. Um, My favorite during the summertime and fall and stuff is called Mount Greylock. And that is about 15 minutes from my house. It has like a couple, you know, about three to four miles of dirt roads. And then it meets up halfway up to the Otter Road. And then from there, it's just beautiful scenic pull-offs. But during the winter, months my favorite place is october mountain um i think that's in lee lennox area of massachusetts and that's more difficult but it's fun in the winter time challenging
1: yeah and of the two different places that you go to like which one of them has the most beautiful scenery
0: mount greylock for sure
1: yeah so like how close are you to any mountains
0: Oh, I'm surrounded by them. If I look in my backyard, there's a huge mountain right behind my house. But it's more for hiking, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Do you have any nearby that have trails that you can drive?
0: Yeah. So I um about up the road for me. I have like a 20-minute drive. Um, it's not my favorite place to go uh, just because it's very overpopulated. But it's called uh, Cherry Plains State Park. And it is one of the nicer trails. Actually, the most recent post that I posted, not today, but two days ago, that had those pictures were taken there but it's nice when it's off season, but you got to be careful when there's snow because in the snowmobilers and you have to follow those rules. But it, it does go to a nice incline.
1: That's good. Yeah. I, I wish I had mountains that close. <laughs> it's <laughs> uh it's like a, f- I don't know, to get to some really nice mountains, it's like a 15-hour drive for me to, or more. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I, I would like to go... Like, Colorado is where I would want to go back to, but I know, like, Arizona has some stuff. New Mexico has some stuff. So it just depends on how big of the mountains how, you want them to be.
0: How close are you to Arkansas?
1: I'm not too far from Arkansas. I mean, well, it's... To the mountains, probably... Mm, I don't know. Cause like my daughter was going to school like in central Arkansas and that was like an eight and a half hour drive. So to go further North wow. up into the mountains, I mean, it's probably going to be at least a 10 hour drive or so, but I've, I've had people mention that. So I might look into that and see, you know, if I can go up there at some point, cause that might be the closest ones to go to, but I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. That's a good point.
0: Yeah, that's definitely my bucket list. Um, One of my favorite YouTubers lives out there, so.
1: Nice, yeah. It's good to have a bucket list.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So do you have any other spots that you, I mean, I know you want to, you've talked about it on some of your posts that you want to go out West. And do you have plans to do that? Or is it just like, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it at some point kind of thing?
0: Yeah, so currently it's more of a, I have plans to, not sure when yet, because I know right now it's hard. My fiance is in college right now, and what we're trying to do is we're going to wait till she gets done, then we're going to get married, and then move south. So basically, from there, it's kind of probably a five to six year mark before we actually make that big trip.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, because that is a long trip, and it is. Because, yeah, like, I want to go out and take a West Coast tour sometime, but I'd have to take a lot of time off work, and that would be difficult. I mean, I could probably work while I'm out, you know, and, like, do stuff, but I would have to just plan it all out really well. So so do you, how, how often – so when you're getting out, are you mostly getting out by yourself, like with you and your fiancé, or are you getting out with other Subarus as well or just other off-road vehicles?
0: So – that's actually, it's kind of 50-50. Normally, I just go on random trips. Like, today, we were just supposed to sit home, but I got bored. And that's what said, hey, let's go for a drive. And then it just leads to finding random places on Google Maps or ways. I just see random pull-offs. I'm like, oh, let's see if I can go through there. And, but yeah, so then, you know, but during the summertime, it's a lot of meetups. I have a friend who lives in Connecticut named Wandering Outback, Wanderer Outback. His name's Jesse we always link up because we're about an hour from each other. So he comes up here and then I go down there and we just, you know, I, I like to keep my group small.
1: Yeah. And so I know we were, before we started recording, you talked about going to, you said you went to Boxer Fest and then you've been to Wicked yes. Big Meet also?
0: Uh, not yet. That, oh, okay. That's a 50-50 this year. That's we're right. Not sure yet.
1: Yeah. So how many times have you been to Boxer Fest?
0: Last year was the first year and I was appalled by how many people were actually there. We actually went to the pre-meet for Faulkner.
1: Subaru. Yeah, yeah. Harrisburg or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They had a they had a huge, you know, pre-meet. So we drove from our campsite our campsite because we were actually ten minutes from the fairgrounds at Boxerfest. We drove thirty minutes to Harrisburg to meet up with, you know, Jim and a couple other guys and have, you know, a big pre meet with the Subaru of America group. And then we We just rode 30 minutes right back, but it was definitely quite an adventure. And I was really happy to see that many people and see so many cool builds between streetcars and entry level and extreme off-roaders.
1: Yeah. And I like the way that they have Boxer Fest set up, how they've got all the cars just kind of right there in the middle, you know, and you can just like walk down the line and see them all. So, I mean, that was my first Subi Fest event to go to and I really liked it. And then, I mean, I was still so new in the community, like it was kind of overwhelming. I didn't really know what to look for, and I didn't really know a whole lot of people, but I'm glad that I got to have that experience.
0: Yeah, i um trying to think. They actually parked me with the Overland Zone, or Overland Zone crew, or whatever, with um, Mountain Rue, Soft Road, Virginia, and a couple other groups. They just said, well, your car looks like an Overland vehicle. You're going with this group. I said,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So are you going to you think you'll end up going back there again this year?
0: Unfortunately, not, yeah, unfortunately not this year. We um when we go down to South Carolina kind of ties into when we're going to be at when Boxer Fest is. Oh, okay. So um, this year is definitely a no-go.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's your uh, I know that your your fiance has a RAV4, right?
0: Correct, yes. Does she oh, go we bought a brand new?
1: Oh, okay. Does she go taking it off-road with you?
0: Yes. So (laughs) funny story is she never wanted to, but then she got sideswiped, which caused her car to be in the shop for almost six months. And she's at this point, well, they already had enough damage. Let's just, you know, go on some trails. (laughs) So not normally she likes to go, you know, be my co-pilot. But sometimes if we're staying close, she'll take her car off roading with us, with me and a couple other people um, like Mount Greylock, for example. She feels comfortable enough going up there.
1: Yeah. So I'm guessing she's getting out with you often as your co-pilot and that she really enjoys doing that.
0: Yeah, so uh, so the way I, my work schedule is, my work schedule is really weird. So I work 3 days and then 4 days and then vice versa. So nine times out of 10, if it's during the week, I'm solo. But if it doesn't interfere with her school schedule or a work schedule, we'll both be going on weekend trips or just day trips going somewhere. Else. Summertime's more lenient with that.
1: Yeah, that's good though that she enjoys going with you because you know it could be a situation where like I don't want to go off roading with you, but to <laughs> to be able to have her enjoy going with you is like that's a huge plus because then it's something that you can both share together and that's 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 always special.
0: Yeah, and you know I love when she lives with me because she keeps me in my place. <laughs> she's not with me, I do stupid
1: stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you should come on this trip, or maybe you shouldn't come on this trip.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, normally I like to be a show-off sometimes, but I learned my lesson with that one, which is why the skid plates are a huge yeah. person I swear by them.
1: Yeah. So going from buying your Outback and not knowing about off-roading, what has surprised you most about your Outback's capabilities?
0: Honestly, I have to say the all-wheel drive system. The all-wheel drive system is top-notch like whether you're in sand whether you're in snow mud whatever the terrain is subarus i don't know what it is but the all-wheel drive system just knows how to you know have placement actually on the way home today we got stuck in a little bit of a gnarly situation going up a steep mountain and the snow is all over the road and i stopped on a vertical incline probably about 20 degrees and I put X mode on and it pulled me right up the mountain and did, you know, hairpins and a couple of switchbacks and it was fine.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, I mean, I know other cars and manufacturers have all wheel drive systems and I mean, not like I have test data or anything, but from what I've heard (laughs) that, you know, Subaru's all wheel drive system is just superior over others. And, uh, so, and it's nice because, you know, like I know that with certain ones, certain other, I guess, other cars, you have to pay for all wheel drive. Whereas you buy a Subaru, unless it's the BRZ, you've got all wheel drive all the time. And yes. I, I feel so much safer driving in like heavy rains and stuff. Cause it rains pretty hard here with all wheel drive. Cause it just like, it's hard to get it to go sideways on purpose so I know that if I'm driving, you know, unless I hit like some big, you know, puddle and I go hydroplaning, there's not much you can do about that. But, you know, other yeah. than that, just <laughs> weather, road conditions when it's raining, I feel so much safer. I mean, it's, it's really, really nice.
0: I definitely agree. What my, the, the reason why I say that I trust the Subaru's all-wheel drive system is my fiance's all-wheel drive system in her RAV4 is nothing compared to the subarus like her car has so much i feel like it's because it has so much torque that it doesn't shuffle the all-wheel drive you know features around properly like even if you're in normal not even in sport or nothing or you're in snow mode it's just the torque is ridiculous in that car and it's just you lose control so easily
1: yeah and that could be dangerous too it, it is. Yeah,
0: um, I, I hate driving her car. It's all war <laughs> <more> rain. <laughs> yeah,
1: just tell her to trade it in and get a Subaru. Frustrate. I'm Trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what would you say that you like most about your Outback?
0: Honestly, I have to say it's just I love the quality. The the vehicle, the interior and the out is just it's just it's it's superior. Like I said earlier, like the Toyotas I was looking at brand new right off the lot, you know, right off the truck sitting in a lot brand new. I was not a fan of the quality. Like my wife's right Four, I feel like the interior is very cheap and not like the leather is like foam leather. I, I don't like that. The Subaru, my, my 2018 Outback has, I think one of the best interiors out of any vehicle that I've ever owned driven in, or even just rented.
1: Yeah. No, that's so nice. good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, You want something that's going to be a good quality, but also something that you really like and enjoy, especially if it's going to be, you know, if you buy it and it's going to be something long-term, you want it to be something that you're going to, you know, want to continue to drive every day.
0: Yes, I agree. I, um, honestly, I never get tired of this car. I've had it for two years now and I just, I love the car so much.
1: (laughs) So what was your first off-roading experience like? Because, you know, again, not knowing anything about going off-roading, like when you, I I, obviously when you hit the tree stump, you're like, okay, well, we're going to do some mods. But like, when was your like first off-road, like hitting some trails or whatever? And like, you know, were you timid going off-road and then were you like a little nervous? What was that experience like?
0: So honestly, technically I've off-roaded the car quote-unquote off-roaded but more like you know basic dirt trails before i even did any mods before this vehicle i actually had a 2010 toyota prius i bought for 10 uh two thousand dollars and that (laughs) thing was a fun beater and i sent that thing through tons of trails and places it should not have been so when i off-roaded my subaru i honestly had no concerns if a prius could send through stuff and you know most you did a scrape yeah I had, I had high hopes for the Subaru and honestly, I think the first intense trail was one of the ones that I hosted with another friend in Connecticut, October mountain. I had all season tires, no lift. I had a completely stock vehicle, basically other than some simple mods, like lights and stuff. Yeah. And I was going down this one mountain, like probably a 30 degree slope. And we, hit some huge rocks and you know had to have some spotters help me and stuff and i was really impressed with just being on basically bald all-season tires going through mud and wet rocks it rained that day and the trails were overflowed the subaru handled amazing and since i've upgraded my tires and the lift kit and all that i feel like i can send it through anything which is also a downfall but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know they're just, they're very, very capable. And I mean, even conditions like that, you said, you know, the tires probably weren't the best and it still got you through. And that's like very, very impressive. And then, you know, thankful that you have something because then that just makes you enjoy it even more when you can get through obstacles and it's not, you know, too difficult.
0: Yeah. And you know, we when we were in New Jersey last weekend, we had some tight squeezes doing some trail bypasses cuz some mud puddles were too deep and there were some points i thought i was going to scrape but because we had to like do an s basically through some trees and one of my other outback friends was not fortunate uh, was not fortunate Uh-oh. enough to not hit anything so he side a tree but i had you know very tight maneuvers and no damage done to my car but people people hate on the wagons but if you know how to drive it, you can get through anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's good that you didn't have any damage. (laughs) Yes. Unfortunate for your friend, but
0: yes.
1: (laughs) So what's like maybe one of the most meaningful things that has happened to you since owning your Outback?
0: All the friends that I've made. Truthfully, I, I was not a very sociable person when I first got into the Subaru community, but being able to get, out of my comfort zone and meet some amazing people. I think that's one of the most fortunate things that had ever happened to me and I just I connect with everybody now. Anyone who has a Subaru, it's easy just to start a, a conversation with them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so when did you like start connecting with people through I mean, uh, were did you were you only meeting people or connecting with people through Instagram or did you meet people locally also?
0: So so at first actually, it was all through Instagram. I think I had about 500 followers on my Instagram at the time of when I hit the tree. And then from the time I fast fast forwarding, I was doing that trail in October mountain that just me off-roading a stock outback. I got a lot of hate and I got a lot of love, but in return, it (laughs) got a lot of followers. (laughs) So from that moment on, I started knowing like, okay, well, I have a feeling my page is going to blow up. So time to make some changes and That's when I started meeting some people in person. Met up with a guy. I didn't realize he lived right up the road, basically, you know, 20 minutes away and met up with him. And that was just a huge, you know, experience for me. And from that moment on, it just, it turned into three hours, four hours, five hours. And now I'm just, I could talk to anybody and meet with anybody.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it going, you know, getting an account or starting an account for your, for your Subaru on Instagram is like. I think the best way to really connect with all, so many different people because like you said that guy that was like 20 minutes, you know, up the road, you wouldn't have known that before. And
0: yeah, not at all.
1: Yeah, and then you have this great passion for this car that you decided to buy that you didn't even know anything about off-roading and then now here you are 2 later, ha- 2, two later. Now here you are 2 <laughs> years later having met so many people and having so many experiences you didn't know you would have had.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to think. I think the first three followers I had that were actually, you know, really built Subarus was Sierra SLT Trek.
1: She's Carrie. all right. She
0: <laughs> yeah, she's, she's all right. <laughs> Carrie Mountain Subie and Milton. Yeah. His username. Uh, Silver, Silver Bullet,
1: Bullet XV. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those were the three people that followed my page immediately. And that's kind of what got me interested in looking at modifications as well. Because at the time, I had a stock Outback. Yeah. Sierra was the first person to like one of my videos, and then she shared it. And next thing you know, I had like fifty new followers within an hour. I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're they're all good people. I'm I feel very fortunate to have met all of them. I feel I feel very blessed because, like you know, you I know you want to get out west and meet all of those people. And it's just, you know, when you live so far away from, you know, not that you don't have people there and it's not like you don't have great people there, but when you connect with people all over the place and you're like, you, I just want to meet everybody, it's not easy to do that. So when you do get a chance to do that, it's really nice, you know, and yeah. to get to see them in person and just like have that more aspect of just really getting to know them other than just, you know, chatting online. It's uh, it's really cool. Great community.
0: Yes, it is. It truly is.
1: You mentioned earlier, like driving through snow, mud, sand. Have you driven through all of those conditions?
0: Yeah. So the more common ones for off-roading trails around here is definitely mud, snow, and a lot of rocks. Sand is hit or miss. If you go out towards like Boston and all that area, of massachusetts you're right on the ocean basically so a lot of those trails there are more sandy or sandy bottomed mud pits which suck but <laughs> that's a different story but yeah I have, I have experience with all of them my favorite one would have to be truthfully i love going through mud i just i love seeing the white paint covered in mud
1: yeah i i like mud too i mean I have I've i have i haven't driven my car through like proper snow But I would like to at some point if I can. But yes, I mean, so for me, it's it's mud because that's more of what I have. And it's just, it's fun to feel the car slipping around and, you know, like doing some drifting through some some mud. That's always fun. Yes. (laughs) So, like, I mean, I know you get like a lot of snow there. And then you have all these trails. You have mountains. I mean, you have all this just beautiful conditions for off-roading a Subaru and an Outback, but do you ever feel like you take that for granted?
0: Sometimes. Sometimes I do. This year I was more active within driving in the snow opposed to last year because my last year's work schedule. I was working every day. And basically every day we had snow, it was a work day. And I'd be gone, you know, soon after. Go home. There's no snow left. But when I do go through snow, I I love it. I, I genuinely enjoy Trailing in the snow. I like feeling the tires spin as well. It feels like you're losing traction But you don't it's just the car just handles amazingly in any condition you throw at it but I think the deepest amount of snow I've actually trailed in about six inches Six seven inches of snow and the car just did amazing
1: yeah, because I mean like for you know for me and people out here when we get a chance to like travel out and get some, you know, hit some trails, other places, it's like, you know, we don't get to see that all the time. So for people that get to see that all the time, it's like, is it like, oh, this is a big deal or like, man, you know, it's trails. Yeah. But so I, I know that you take a lot of photos of your car and, but like, where are some of your favorite spots that you like to take pictures?
0: So I don't really have any favorite spots. It's more of like the background that I like to take. So my photography before I got this car was more nature, landscape, and you know, you know, that type of photography. So being able to incorporate that with the Subaru is amazing. It um, yeah. shows the ruggedness of it and uh, honestly a lot of people like the way it looks because it makes it like, wow, your subaru looks so cool. But to me as a photographer, I think it's just the background, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah because you've got the landscape and the nature and then this awesome car right there in the middle of it yep, too <laughs> right in
0: the middle but yeah i definitely like like the naturey feel of it yeah it's really hard to tell yeah. which place i like i've been a 100 places
1: <laughs> oh, that's good i mean cuz then cuz then you kind of limitless of where you can take nice photos so that's Thank good you. so you know i know we talked about you wanting to travel out west and then you've been to some other places but what's the furthest distance that you've driven your outback
0: so mileage wise, I'd say about a thousand to eleven 1, hundred miles is the farthest I've driven it. One way? Uh yeah, one yeah, way. Yeah, it's a good Around, trip. Well driving from New York to South Carolina is just eight hundred miles in itself. So it's not hard to put miles on the car. Yeah. But I've driven from Maine down to Georgia. That's kind of the farthest I've driven. And the most out west, if you will, would be Tennessee to go look at the Smoky Mountains and tail of the Dragon.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, that would be fun. I would yes. love to go do tail of the Dragon. That'd be so it, cool. It
0: was, it was rough, honestly. I, I had people whipping by me, so I was like, let me just pull over before someone kills themselves, basically. <laughs> like, people are reckless out there. I was like, good Lord.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be kind of hard to do in a bigger car because it seems like that's more for people that are you know, in some side of sort of a sports car or a motorcycle or something, and are really wanting to just take advantage of whatever car they have capabilities on that type of road. You know, like a STI or WRX or a uh, BRZ, that would be a lot of fun on that yes. on that kind of road.
0: I actually, when I was down there, we've seen. I think it was a group of just Subarus, but saw four BRZs. One had a beautiful, like a sparkly teal wrap on it. It's beautiful and a ton of WRXs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. And then, so when, what year is your Outback?
0: So my Outback is a 2018.
1: Okay. And when you bought it, how many miles did it have on it?
0: When I bought it, I had a little under 52,000 miles. Right now, I'm sitting at about 116, maybe 100, 116 and a half. I don't know the exact number, but it's okay. getting up to 117 pretty quick.
1: Yeah. So you put a decent amount of miles on it in two years.
0: Yeah. I love to drive. <laughs> yeah, I do too.
1: I have, I mean, mine is three and a half years old and I have 97,000 miles on it. So, it's not bad. No, it's, uh, yeah, I get out a lot, but.
0: I'd like to get at least 300.
1: That's yeah. Yeah. Out I'm,
0: of original everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: I I, I still have the same brakes and the same clutch. So but, really? yeah. I mean I, I think I think a good reason of why I still have the same brakes is because mine's a manual, so I downshift a lot. So I'm not yeah. putting a lot on, on my brakes. I mean they're not they're not squeaking. When I went to go have it checked out at like I think it was eighty eight thousand miles, I had like I went ahead and did like my spark plugs, had those replaced and some other stuff. And they said my front brakes are pretty good, but my back brakes were at like think like 50 percent or 25 percent or something i can't remember but uh, yeah i mean i think i think the reason that they've lasted so long is because it's a manual
0: yeah i'm lucky if i get i'm lucky if i get a year out of my brakes i, I already need new rear brakes and it hasn't even been a year but apparently when, with subarus that's the first one to make contact with the rotors the rear brakes
1: okay yeah it's, so then that that means that's why mine are down further than the front brakes so yeah So I I saw that you have a Luno mattress. So do you all do a lot of car camping?
0: Yeah. So when we travel a lot, we don't necessarily go to campgrounds. Sometimes we just pull up in a Walmart, Crackle Bell, or even a truck stop, parking lot, and we'll just set off in a nice dark area, blow up the mattress, pull down the seats, and call it the night. When we go camping, we have a little bit more limits. So what we'll do is we'll set up a tent, and we will... Put the air mattress in there. Best thing I ever, I ever got. I actually won it from Chip from a giveaway.
1: Oh, nice. So you put the Luno mattress in the tent, huh? Yep. Man, I never yep. thought about that. That's a good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, for the 2018 Subaru Outback air mattress, I'm trying to think, you could fit it in a two person and three person dome tent with no issues, with plenty of space around you. Nice. Surprisingly.
1: <laughs> so you won it from Chip in our the OBXT? Yep, yep. Nice. Yeah, I met him when I went out to 48 Hours of Tri-State. That was really cool to meet him.
0: Yeah, he's a great guy. I yeah. met him a couple of times.
1: Yeah, um, he love is. hanging out with him. Yep. So I saw, that I was looking through your photos, and I saw that you have some podcast business cards and stickers in your center console. So do you like hand those out when you're meeting up with people or something?
0: Yeah, so I actually make these handout like spotted bundles. I put one of your stickers in and i put typically two of your cards in and i do primitive racing stickers and then obviously um some spotted cards because i'm an admin for adventure one so i yeah. add that into there too and a personal sticker and i think and i normally add like a social card from impulse designs too oh, that's and, nice but if i'm not doing it like that i go to dealerships i've dropped off actually i just re- replenished two dealerships uh cards for you
1: (laughs) thank you yeah going out fast (laughs) yeah i mean i appreciate that i I, like anytime somebody is like asked for cards so they can hand them out it's like that really means a lot to me that you know people are that passionate about the podcast that they want to also help share the you know share the love and spread the word about the podcast so that means a lot
0: absolutely i love doing it it's a great podcast
1: thank you thank you you're welcome so how did you get involved with Adventure One. And I know that you're one of the admins, right? So were you kind of like one of the people that helped get it started?
0: No. So I came in probably about three to four months, maybe about that, maybe a little bit longer after they went to Wicked Big Me. And um, I, I was originally just a typical member, you know, seeing what they're doing, checking in the Discord chat, seeing what's up. And then Nick reached out to me. He's like, Hey, I was wondering, you know, would you like to be an admin? We just we just we have a couple openings and if you're interested, we'd love to have you. Um uh, I was like, yeah, absolutely. So, after being a member for about 5 months at that point, I became the admin co-admin of Adventure One.
1: So, what do you do like as an admin?
0: So, we organize what well, we discuss and organize the events, plans. Currently we're planning, you know, what to do with you know, the annual second barbecue.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. A
0: nice little meetup. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. That's a clever Talking name.
0: Yeah. Actually, it was Nick's idea. I liked it. But we do that. We're thinking about some trail runs, maybe some hiking, hiking trips too. Obviously, some Subaru events, um, such as Wicked Big Me. I think they're going to be getting a plot over there as a sponsor. Vendor. Nice just a lot of stuff. We, we do a lot of trail cleanups and stuff, but I'm, I'm very happy to be a part of a great community such as Adventure One as well.
1: Yeah, because you've got the overall Subaru community and then you have like a nice little community that's like local to you within the community. So that's like, makes it even better.
0: Yeah. And we are, we're actually starting to branch out because I what we decided we're going to do is not limited just to Subarus. So we're going to be a Latin all people basically join and we're going to be making some changes going to be allowing anyone who likes adventures whether you're a off-road person a hiking person or even a camping person everybody's welcome in a judgment-free zone and we all get along and help each other out
1: yeah and cool, I, cool yeah thing. and that'll show other people from that have like other builds like how people in the Subaru community are very open and accepting of other people. Cause sometimes you get like people in other off-road communities that kind of look down on Subarus or like give us a hard time because it's a Subaru. And it's like, Hey, you know, we are, we like all builds, you know, and we want to respect all builds because that's what it's all about too. It's like respecting what somebody else is doing with their build, no matter what, No matter what manufacturer it is, you know, and because like I see Subarus and, I'm, you know, that are modded and I'm like, man, that looks awesome. If I see like a forerunner that's like total overland forerunner, I'm like, that's awesome. If I see a Lexus, if I see anything, you know, it's like just respect for what somebody's doing with their off-road build.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things. We we don't just have uh, modded builds. We have a lot of stock builds, too. Some people just like to have a good time doesn't necessarily want to trail, which I like it. I like having everybody join. I'm a people person, so I like that now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you said also that, like, you said you're a people person, but you said that the Subaru community and having your Outback, like, helped you open up more. Were you, like, more introverted or something before you had your Subaru and, like, just didn't get out too much?
0: So I I used to get out a lot. The biggest thing that kind of shut me down was when people would be negative or something, which is kind of why I was skeptical at first to join any form of Subaru community, whether it's, you know, street or off-road. People, some people are just very negative, and I learned not to let their comments get to you, <laughs> um, yeah. not let that stop you in any way. But that's kind of the reason why I was shut down. But then after meeting, like, probably 30 people that were just continuously nice and reassuring and positive. I was like, okay, maybe I can branch out a little bit. And so far I maybe had a couple bad apples, but everyone else has just been amazing. And That's why I love this community.
1: Yeah. It's uh, th- for the most part, most of the people are like just very communicative and like you said, positive and welcoming. And that's what you want. You know, people want to feel like they have a place to, that they can belong. And, you know, we, we do that for people. So when did you first find out about the podcast and like, what did you think about it when you first found out?
0: So it's funny. So I normally listen to music and at the other job I used to work at, they allowed you to have some type of background noise on. So I started getting into podcasts and I think I was, I was listening to, a Kevin Hart special and that was the last comedy one I, I listened to because after that they're all just kind of the same and just repeats. And I said, Well, this is when I had the Subaru. I was like, well let me just see if there was anything Subaru related. I typed in Subaru into the search bar search bar and I just saw like I think six or seven of your episodes. And the one that caught my eye the most was Adventure Dad Wagon, Greg's episode. Yeah. And I, I was like you know, I've seen this guy on Instagram. I think he has an Outback. Let me just listen to the episode. And his episode was just eye-opening. And it just, so much insight. At the time, I had a stock build. So it gave me a lot of inspiration as to what I could possibly do one day. Didn't realize I'd do it in a couple months. (laughs) (laughs) But at this point, I, I think this was about almost two years ago, year and a half, two years ago. I had the Subaru for a couple months and I was just like, wow, this is, this is a great episode. Um, I started binge listening to all of your podcasts from that point forward. And I, I think I went through 80 episodes in probably two months. And wow. I would go to work, come home from work, listen to that on the way home, sit at work, listen to that. And um, I was just sitting there at one point, I'm sitting in my car and I'm like, you know, how cool is it? These people get to share their experiences and, you know, where they came from, where they started from and to where they're at now. And I'm like, maybe one day I'll get to that point. Maybe one day if I'm lucky enough, I'll be on a podcast. And here we are.
1: Yeah. Two here years we are. later. <laughs> yeah. You I'm never lucky. know what can happen.
0: Nope. Not at all.
1: Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's great to have you on. And I, I always like to hear about how people found out about the podcast. Cause I know some people just, they'll see it in somebody's stories where they share, you know, the newest episode and then the other people like you, like hey i wonder if there's a subaru podcast out there and then they'll do a search and that's how soa found me soa like yeah this woman from subaru just typed in subaru podcast and found mine and contacted me so it's like
0: that's awesome yeah like
1: that's cool thank you subaru of america (laughs) yeah so i know this question is tough and we've talked about meeting people in person but if you could meet up with three people uh from the community who would they be
0: actually, i actually could do something different i got six so when okay. it comes to off-road when it comes to off-road communities slt Trek sierra i love her cross track it is amazing mountain Suby is definitely one of my gold twos i definitely want to see because that outback has transitioned a lot yeah and truthfully i I really want to meet up with silver bullet millen i just he him and sierra have some of the coolest builds but they're so different and those are two those are definitely two of the cross track owners i definitely want to meet in person but i also have three street builds all right i really want two i'm sorry two okay there's a girl who lives out near Boston. She has a clean white WRX. Her name is Ewelina. I think I pronounced that wrong, but her Instagram at is that white WRX. She has amazing locations, and she just seems like a down to earth person. And another person I definitely want to meet. I don't know their name, and I, I'm trying to think. I know he I know he's a big, big, big person moving up in Subaru. I, I did not write down his name, his at, but he has one of the cleanest and most beautiful Subaru WRXs I have ever seen. I think he lives out in California, but he's okay. just constantly doing cool things with his car.
1: Yeah, it's uh there's I mean, there's so many nice builds out there, both on road and off road. And Again, like I said, it's like you want to end up meeting up with everybody. You know, it's it's hard yes. to make a, a, a list of just, like, a few people. But it's like, yeah, it'd be nice to to meet up with. Oh, I, like, just have one. Well, I mean, that's I guess that's what, you know, the Subia Fest events are, is, like, meet up with a bunch of people. But it has to be where you live, and for the most part, unless you fly out to one.
0: Absolutely. And it's hard. It really is. Living as far up and on the eastern seaboard, all the cool ones are out West
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) or Midwest central. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what would, what about your Outback best matches your personality?
0: Adventurous and free spirited. Truthfully, my, I just, I love to just get up and go and any adventure you throw at me, I will conquer. All right. I'm determined. I'm very determined to do it. And I just, I love getting out there and just doing some crazy things.
1: Yeah. If you could describe your Outback in one word, what would it be?
0: Definitely unique. There's definitely not another Outback like mine. It's just, it's funky in its own way. I don't know what it is, but people just say it's a unique build. It's a unique this, unique that. So I have to say unique.
1: I definitely like the Fender Stripes from Eccentric Designs. Because Gym like, since I put mine on on Pearl, like, I, I don't know why I waited so long. I waited for a year or more before I finally decided to put fender stripes on. And I think part of it was because I didn't like, I liked them on other builds, but I'm like, I don't know if I would like it on my build. And then, then I was like intimidated, you know, about putting them on, making sure they were just right. The spacing was right. The angling was right on both sides. And then now that I've done it, I'm like, I, like, I look back at pictures that where I don't have the fender stripes Like it just, yeah, it doesn't look like the same car. Like I'll, and I've gotten compliments on the fender stripes. And so I'm like, I'm so glad that I did it because I, I, I like it a lot better. And like, I just, I couldn't imagine them not being on there now.
0: You know what's funny about that? Speaking of eccentric designs. So I've been featured in two different posts. And the first one that actually is where I met you because that's when you started following me. And then I found out, oh, okay, he's the owner or the the founder of <laughs> new podcasts. I was like, I've been following this account, not realizing it. But uh, Jen reached out to me and she's like, Hey, can I use this photo and do a shout out on, on a post? I was like, absolutely. And from that moment on, I've just been buying and buying and buying so much stuff from her account and from her business. It's just, she's just such an awesome person. And she's just, she she has great 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 vibes. I just I love her. She's awesome.
1: Yeah, and the decals are legit because like yeah. I've pressure washed my car so many times and gone over the decals and those things do they do not move and they do not chip and yeah. uh, and she's just she's such an awesome person and I feel very blessed to have met her. I've I've seen her twice because I saw her up at Subaru Flat Fest in twenty twenty two and then I saw her for breakfast. Uh, when I went out, forty eight oh, yeah. hours of tri state. It was really awesome. It's good to see you again.
0: Yeah, I got a new um, biocentric Be banner because I saw I'm that a little bit of a dummy. Well, I got a new one because we just had snow and I didn't realize I was scraping too hard trying to get ice oh, off, no. and I flaked it. So yeah. I bought a new one of those. So that's gonna go on.
1: Okay, much nicer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would suck, but yeah, you live in those conditions, you know. yeah well here's a little getting to know the person behind the account but who is angelo
0: so i am a 21 going on 22 year old who's just who loves adventures i truthfully it's hard to say i was originally born and raised in pennsylvania and i moved up to new york to be closer to my fiance now to be exact i live on the new york and massachusetts state line so i'm very close to a lot of the massachusetts and vermont and new hampshire guys we used to have a dog i have a cat now unfortunately my dog passed away due to uh, cancer uh, this past couple months ago
1: oh i'm sorry
0: i appreciate that definitely has been hard yeah i'm a, i'm definitely i have since getting my account up pretty high and getting my my sociable self out there more. I'm part of a lot of groups. One of my most passionate ones being Adventure One. I definitely like to travel. One of the biggest things is about me is I'm pretty, pretty shy. Sometimes at first, like if you meet me, I'm definitely shy.
1: But That's me too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Once once I see your true self, I, I can definitely be opening up and I can sit there and talk to you for hours. I have a lot of people who can contest to that. But, that's kind of about me.
1: Yeah. What is a favorite memory from your childhood?
0: Being able to go out and meet unique people. Like as a child, I was very sociable. Like I am now. But as I got older, I kind of went away after I met some negative people. But one of the biggest ones was when I was, I think I was at a hockey game. And my mom surprised me with, actually being able to meet one of the goalies for the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is, as a Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania native, that was the go-to team to vote for. That definitely made me really happy.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's nice when you get a chance to do that as a kid. Yeah. So how long have you known your fiancé? And when, uh, I guess, y'all. Are, when are y'all getting married? Y'all have a wedding date yet?
0: Yeah, so um, we are... I met her in 2020, early 2020. We're actually approaching four years being together. I proposed to her seven months later. I just, I, don't know, I just knew. <laughs> yeah. But we are uh, definitely talking about getting married. Um, but we just want to wait till she's done school. And we, I don't know if we want to do a normal wedding or if we just kind of want to go to the mountains and just get married. <laughs> we're not sure yet. Yeah. But if we. If we do get married, it's definitely going to be within the next couple of years.
1: Hey, it's your wedding, you know, whether you do yeah. whatever it is you decide to do. So that's good. That's awesome, man. It's, and again, like I said, it's it's great to have somebody that wants to get out with you and go explore because then y'all can just create so many experiences and memories together.
0: Absolutely. And she's so supportive. I mean, she doesn't like when I spend money on stupid <laughs> stuff, but, you know,
1: yeah, it's any spouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, what is it that you do for a living?
0: So, I actually, I produce, ship, and manufacture bottled water for a company called Premium Waters. I work a night shift, so typically I'm working a twelve-hour night shift, starting at five forty-five p.m. to six a.m. That's why you always see me on weird hours. But um, we distribute water all through over all throughout the United States and. I actually like this job. Uh, You know, previously, I went from working on appliances to now just being an operator for water bottles, basically.
1: (laughs) Hey, I mean, if you like it, that's, you know, that's important. Oh, yeah. Do you have a dream job?
0: Dream job would definitely be, I definitely want to work for Subaru.
1: Nice. What I would
0: love to do is, I'm not sure if I want to go into marketing with Subaru, or if I would love to go into the photography and videography aspect of it. Just because I love photographing things, and I just I have a weird eye for certain detail, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's a good dream. That's that's nice. You never know.
0: I keep reaching for it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Besides getting out to explore and like just hanging out with people, whatever. What other hobbies do you have?
0: So, I love to go fishing, hiking, mainly anything outdoorsy. I just. I hate being cooped up in a house. I just, I feel trapped when I'm trapped in a house, basically. So if I can get out and do anything, I'm going to take advantage of it. (laughs) And photography.
1: Yeah. Those two things go together. Yeah. Because I I mean, I work from home except for Mondays. And then occasionally on Thursdays we go in. But like sometimes on my lunch break, I'm like, I just got to get out of here and go for a drive. You know, and
0: yeah, even just sitting outside, it's just, yeah, I need sunlight (laughs) or just
1: going for a walk. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I haven't checked my mail in a couple of days. I'll go check my mail just, just to get out. But I I totally get that. What is something that makes you want to get out of bed every day?
0: So this one was a difficult one to answer because I didn't know which way to go. Truthfully, I think what really makes me want to get out of bed and go is just being able to do something impactful or make a footprint to where someone's gonna notice me and notice what I'm doing is good, trying to give back, whether it's to the community or just you know to somebody. I have that kind of giving personality about me. I just, I, I like to give <laughs> as much as possible. So that kind of gives me a good reason to get up in the morning and help others.
1: That's a very good reason. And then what is something that makes you want to stay in bed?
0: the weather i hate dreary weather (laughs) as much as i love to photograph it i hate the dreary weather
1: yeah it's there's just something about that it's just it's almost like depressing you know it's like yeah i don't want to get up and be around this stuff i totally get that.
0: that that's why i hate the winter months like it's beautiful when it actually snows yeah but every time after that is dreary like originally i wanted to move to oregon or washington but it's just so moody there. It's worse <laughs> than the New England. Like, it's just, it's so dreary. And I just, mentally, I could not do it. But yeah. my mom lives in South Carolina and she keeps rubbing it in my face. Oh, look, it's <laughs> 70 degrees or it's 75. I'm like, oh, cool. It's 20 degrees here. It's five degrees here. Cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was 62 degrees today in Houston.
0: <laughs> yep. I think the day was 39 as a high.
1: Yeah, It's not and sleep, snow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rain and cold is not a good combination.
0: No, and then the wind picks up and I'm just, I want to go sit in the warm car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you have, or what would be your best bit of advice to give to someone about anything?
0: So I'd have to say, don't let somebody tell you, you can't do this or you're not capable of doing it. Because at the end of the day, only you can determine that. That You're the only person that can push yourself to go further. It's nice when you have a good support system or people reassuring you or giving back to you saying you can do it, which is kind of the reason why to the previous question, uh, two questions ago, about what my difference is and why I get out of bed. That's definitely one of the reasons because I started from nothing and now I try to give back to any newcomer into the Subaru community. So what I had happen to me, I want to give back.
1: Yeah. Good advice. Very good. Thank you. How has owning your Subaru changed your life?
0: (laughs) So owning my super has changed my life because I've been able to meet so many great and inspirational people, it got me out of my comfort zone too. It, it allowed me to test some capabilities of my own car that most people would just keep on the road, but allowed me to actually test them and put them to the maxes. I mean, I've had sometimes to where my all wheel trap system overheated because I'm just forcing it so hard. Wow. Only twice, I think that happened, but yeah. that's because I wasn't using it properly. But um, definitely being able to do all those great things.
1: Yeah. Do you think you'll always own a Subaru?
0: Yes. I guarantee you 100%. (laughs) I will always have at least one Subaru, whether it's a car or a SUV. I just, you know, I I might have a truck, but I'm always going to have a Subaru. Yeah. It's just, it's the best vehicle.
1: Is there anything else that you want to share that we didn't talk about or that I didn't ask?
0: Let me see. I don't really know. I know I definitely want to give a shout out to Shane, PRP Dadwagon, one of yeah. my good friends. Stock WRX, SAC, he's also one of my good friends. Those two guys helped me put the hood vinyl on my uh, front of my car. I love that. JT, was it JT underscore 05 STI, JT, he's a good guy. He actually takes some of my photos when I'm down in PA. Nice. i trying to think. Wandering Outback, uh, Jesse, Connecticut, another good guy. As for topics, for the, honestly, I, I have a couple for goals for the future. I would love to get more connected with Primitive Racing and definitely try to figure out some type of, not necessarily a sponsorship, but some type of partnership, trying to test products and see maybe if you know, if I get another Subaru or whatever, helping some people out. And I would love to find a way if we can get someone out here on the East Coast because, you know, they're based out of the West Coast. But I feel like a lot of people should have a a primitive racing store or section on the East Coast. I think it would make a huge difference. And I definitely would love to improve the build. The build right now is not to my standards. A lot of people like it, but I'm not satisfied. (laughs) Not at all. I've taken off a lot of stickers. I just, I'm kind of starting from a blank slate again. I love to start from scratch. And I think the last one I definitely want to do is definitely do more events and get more personable with Subaru of America. I think we, I think I could definitely help out a lot in other aspects, like within some issues that we might have within Subaru's used, new, whatever, whatever or some type of insider type thing. I would love to get a little bit more personable with Subaru of America. I, I have a couple of people I talk to within the headquarters, but
1: oh, that's good. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's nice to have that. You know, I mean, if that's like a goal of yours and you have some contacts, that's definitely very good.
0: Yep, and that's where being able to get on my comfort zone definitely comes into play. Yeah. That can be scary. <laughs> corporation trying to act for these favors. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're going to be sitting and waiting for a while, but at the end of the day, patience is key.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of part of your weekend to record with me.
0: I appreciate it. I feel honored and I'm very thankful to be on. Thank okay.
1: you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday and uh, what's left of it. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you uh, see you around through Instagram and hopefully in person someday
0: absolutely hopefully sooner than later
1: yeah yeah it's all right well you have a good night and i'll talk to you later
0: you as well have a safe
1: one all right thanks bye bye hello again and thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the subie and you podcast thank you angelo for taking the time to record with me and share your subaru journey and talk about your outback so thank you so much if you're not doing so already go give angelo a follow on instagram it is that white wagon 18 altogether. so no dots no underscores or anything like that no dashes so go check it out and check out his build he has some things coming and uh he talked about changing his build and wanting to you know he said he's not really completely satisfied with it so we will see some more things coming from angelo in the future so be sure to Continue to follow him and see what comes about. I hope you all have a great week and uh, just keep getting out there and getting after it, you know, hitting the trails, going through the snow, going through the mud, whatever it is that you enjoy most. Just get out there and get it done. And uh, hopefully, I'll see you out on the trails someday. I've seen some of you, but I'd like to see some more. So maybe we can make that happen sometime. Much SUBI love. Rap. The and You Podcast is hosted by Raphael in a closet in Houston, produced by
0: Raphael in a room next to the closet in Houston, and edited by Raphael on a computer in the room next to the closet in Houston, with music by Luke Ruiz in another room in Houston. You can find The and You Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. To support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Once you join, you will have access to the Discord channel and Discord chats with other patrons. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can find them on Instagram at Podcast, online at com, or by email, subyandupodcast at gmail.com. That's all for this week. Tune in Mondays for new episodes.